recording. Yeah, it's recording. <laughs> Is this thing on? Hello? <laughs> okay. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Read Watch Talk. This week we're venturing into Lovecraft Country. I'm your host, Savannah. I'm Karina. And I'm Lindsay. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> we're going to be talking about the show and the book. Before we get into that, though, we're going to be talking about what's been going on in our lives and what we've been watching. Uh, Karina, you want to go first? Yes, I suppose. So if you all have been keeping up, you know that um, my life has been revol- revolving around Fun Run. And I'm so glad to say that I've beaten that addiction. I've overcome it. I have my chip and everything. However, I have since wow, moved so on to <laughs> I've moved on to like the rest of the world among us. If you text me at five AM, I'll be up. So yeah, I just want to say that. What else? I watched the boys, this most recent episode, slash season for now. If anyone watches the boys, hit me up. And let's see what else. Lindsay I watches really... the boys. Oh, you do? I forgot. Yeah, well, I only finished season one. I haven't started season two Oh my gosh, so you don't watch the boys. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. And uh, the girls already know this, but I bought this bomb jumpsuit. So everyone, please lay your heads to rest because there's no one doing it like me. <laughs> we thank you for your service. You're welcome. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Um, let's see. So I have been obsessed with Succession, like probably everyone after the Emmy. <laughs> yes. Finally. Because <laughs> I thought I was pretty well versed in my television um, knowledge, but after the Emmys, I was like, I really haven't watched any of these shows. So decided to watch Succession. I started with my family, so we've literally watched two or three episodes every night. Oh, it gets mm-hmm. so good. I don't know why I like this show. It's not. I feel like it has Arrested Development vibes in terms of, like, big family dynamics that are wealthy and annoying and have, like, rich people problems, but it's, like, way more dramatic. And I heard it's, like, supposed to be a satire for, like, family drama, but it definitely, like, kind of has a serious vibe. But it's also very funny, and all the characters are just very complex, and you... I don't know. And sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, just suck it up. Your problems aren't real. But at the same time, you feel bad for a lot of them, but also a lot of them are horrible. Um, But yeah, no, it's just very, very entertaining. And it's cool to kind of see that the family dynamics, even though they're like mega rich, which is always kind of annoying, but they're all really problematic, but the whole internet loves to love these characters. Uh, Yeah. Loves to hate these characters. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I just rewatched it too because my brother was wanting to watch it and it's just, it holds up. It's basically like a more dramatic, like you said, uh, what is it? Arrested Development and then like a funnier modern day Game of Thrones. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. brutal. Yeah. And it funny. seems like it can definitely, like obviously it's set in like real world times. It's a fake company and all the companies are fake, but it seems like it can actually happen. Um, and it's very like you know plays on politics too and like power dynamics and uh and the acting and Jeremy Strong uh, I can't shout say out it, Emmy nominated what uh, is it love Emmy winner Jeremy yes. Strong yes yeah good boy <laughs> so good um so anyway yeah just finished season two and waiting for season three to come out let's go 
Um, let's see. Oh, okay. I also have been reading the Harry Potter series, a book series that I already own. Just disclaimer, I did not uh, put any money into the franchise. Um, yes, it was just one of those things where I feel like I've read all the Hunger Games, I've read all the Twilight, and I just never experienced Harry Potter. And I don't want to, I don't want to be a fake fan. So I'm reading the books and watching. Wait, is this your first time? Um, I read up to Goblet of Fire, so I think I'm still rereading right now, Mm -hmm. Um, but Goblet of Fire, I'm, like, not remembering a lot of things, so, yeah, it feels like the first time, but, yeah. It feels like the first (laughs) Okay, anyways. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And then last, my last update is that I haven't played Animal Crossing uh, in two weeks. My Nintendo habits are declining. But that is okay. I think it's healthy for me. And I'm no longer on Instagram also. So, yeah. Because I watched The Social Dilemma. That's what it is. I watched The Social Dilemma, and it freaked <laughs> me out, and I deleted everything. And so now I just read books. Okay. That's good. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. Uh, I've been watching a couple of, like, scary stuff because it's October, even though... Ooh. My mind is already going to Christmas. I don't know. I just need it. But I have watched, I did watch on the first day of October, uh, Malevolent, which has our girl Florence Pugh, except it's not good. But you know what? I watched it anyways. (laughs) It's okay. I think it's like an interesting premise that's not really done well, but uh unfortunate but anyways I also watch Ratchet which I think is like it's another Ryan Murphy show and that always <laughs> on Netflix and it always brings you know he's got the haters he's got the lovers I don't know everyone has an opinion but I kind of liked it I didn't I didn't think it was bad I think the aesthetics are really nice I don't think anything really really truly happens but I I, I still watched it all pretty quickly um yeah I don't know I wouldn't say skip it but it was good um next I watched basically I watched a lot of Netflix this is fun I also watched Enola Holmes which is Millie Bobby Brown's kind of new splashy franchise starting hopefully kind of movie and it's basically a spin-off and it's uh based on a series of books that it's uh, Sherlock Holmes's sister and it's she her mother goes missing and she has to go on an adventure to kind of like find her and find herself and it's really cute it's very it has like a feminist take obviously but it's not like bad although even though there's some really cheesy kind of like go girl stuff but um it's really cute overall I'd say it's like a really good family watch so uh if you need something to watch check that out And then I also watched the Before Trilogy, which if you don't know, it is like a set of three films by Richard Linklater. Go. Love him. Yeah. (laughs) My my director dad. (laughs) Yeah. If you don't know, Lindsay is a star (laughs) of boyhood. (laughs) Anyways, but um, yes, so he did these films back in the 90s, but he did it every 10 years. Each one of these films has Ethan Hawke and Julie Dempsey. And it's basically like this American, Ethan Hawke, he comes to, uh, what is it? In the first movie, he comes to Italy and he meets this girl. And they kind of go on a, just a day adventure until sunrise. And then 10 years later, they meet again. And then 10 years later, it sees their journey from there and it's really sweet hard 
beautiful uh it's a good kind of romantic film series and it's really good it's like his best stuff um so i'd highly suggest it the first two are on hbo the third one is on stars i don't know why that split happened um but but if you need to you can watch the first two and then lastly i rewatched haunting of hill house which is really good go watch it if you haven't seen it or if you oh, need good. your heart broke if you need your heart broken again go see it again um <laughs> but it's it's really good i watched it because we're going to be talking about bly manor um pretty soon and uh i wanted to kind of just rewatch it before i rewatched bly manor um to kind of have a nice primer but um yeah that's what i've been doing so uh just a lot of watching <laughs> <laughs> uh hill house anyway. is so good yeah really quick everyone i know you guys thought i forgot but I have to go over Timmy's tea. Oh yeah. Oh, um, Timmy's tea. Timmy's tea. Uh, we should have like statistics playing in the background as I like prepare. <laughs> um, so I come bearing bad news for all of our Timmy talks. Um, Dune will not be releasing as you all know, and this will be the first time since 2014 that the audience, the world does not get Timmy on our, our large screen. So if we could all take a moment. Well, maybe on the bright side, you'll get one year with like multiple Timmy, big, you know, yeah. it's like, don't eat the marshmallow now. Like wait, <laughs> wait for it. I've never heard of that. Oh, never heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what they say in uh, Houston, Dallas, wherever you are? Alrighty, we're gonna dig into, we're gonna do something a little different. Um, we're gonna kind of talk about the book and the show together, intertwined. I guess it's the same thing we did for normal people, uh, except this time we're telling you we're doing it. So the book is written by Matt Ruff, and then the show on HBO was created and show run by Misha Green, who did, uh, I think she did Underground. Um, and it stars Jonathan Majors and Journey Smollett, um, who recently, both of them are like, so basically Journey Smollett has been killing it year by year by year She's from, from when she was a kid. And then Jonathan Majors is kind of going on this steady uh, incline into stardom. So uh, it's super exciting to see them both in this show. Um, basically, if you don't know what Lovecraft Country is about or need a refresher, it's a lot. So basically, <laughs> the primer is just that it's uh, Atticus, which is Majors, and then uh, Letitia, which is Smollett. And they're kind of just, uh, first they start on a road trip, and things go really weird. It's very inspired, obviously, by Lovecraft, who kind of has 
controversial. He's very racist. And but he's also like a very profound I don't know if I want to say profound, but he's a very um influential horror writer. And uh this show kind of tackles that and while also giving a really kind of cool black led story. So um yeah, we're gonna be talking about that today. Woo! <laughs> okay also i did not know that journey was in full house i had no idea yeah she was i just looked she's, that up she's so cute she's been on so much mm-hmm. she's in this movie i like a lot called roll bounce yes i love around it's so good anyways <laughs> first off i just i guess what we want to preface with is what are our first impressions it could be of the book and the show together what do you think yeah um okay quite honestly i was very excited for the show and i was very not excited for the book but (laughs) i feel like i'm always reluctant on the books and then i ended up i end up liking them and then Uh, she ends up finishing them like months before us i read it twice no i'm just kidding um (laughs) i i think i started with the first couple episodes and i loved it it was so spooky and like well made and then the aliens it was very awesome and then I started reading the book and so I feel like the for the first chapter and the first few episodes is very similar and then I will say I was kind of confused when it like abruptly like kind of goes to the next story but then after I looked it up and how it's very kind of twilight zone like these very interesting scientific fictional sci-fi things happening to these random characters but it's all like kind of intertwined as well I kind of got it a little bit more, um, which kind of honestly I think made it e- easier to read because it was broken up into these chunks. Uh, but overall, yeah, I really liked it. I, it was very unexpected, and I don't know what I expected, but it was very cool. I will say my one thing: yeah. why was episode three so scary? Is that the one where I, she's like peeling yes. off? That yeah. is the haunted house. Uh, oh, oh, with the ghost. So I was, because I heard that it was from Jess. I heard, she said it was kind of spooky. And I was like, watch the first few episodes. I was like, oh, it's not too bad. And then the third episode, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't think I'll be able to finish. (laughs) Yeah. Then it kind of chilled out. It was just like one, one one-off episode. Yeah, I think something that the show does really well is that each, each story or I guess episode has like this different um flavor of horror it's very different like it's like the second episode well first it's like the first one's like road trip second is like Indiana Jones-esque kind of inspired adventure yeah um the third one's haunted house what is it fourth one I don't know there's like some body horror in what the fifth episode then there's like a Mm sci-fi totally like Mm -hmm. so each one is like it's like you said, it's almost like an anthology, but it has the same characters each episode, which yeah. I think really interesting and really cool and something the book does. Each kind of chapter, a chunk is like a new kind of episode-ish. Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm so excited to see the end of this series, because I think they're all kind of like these complex puzzle pieces, and I feel like it'll all come together at the end. And I really do like how they focus on a different character every story, so you kind of get their backstory and a little bit more but overall very cool something I feel like I've never watched or read something 
of the genre and it was really cool so yeah I feel like all just all the characters and they were all very well developed and and also touching on a lot of like it is sci-fi but it's also set in historical period of the Jim Crow era so obviously there's like a lot of like racial issues and things that are kind of paralleled with this sci-fi horror I feel like it's a good combination and it really works really well yeah, like I like how it's the horror elements, obviously the things we know like ghosts and uh, all that stuff. But then like the most scary a lot of the times is like uh, the policemen and the racists. Yes. <laughs> They're the scary, the white men. I had like, the like, most anxiety watching those scenes. Especially like we talked about it a little bit, but in the beginning, George tells a story. It happens in the first episode and in the book it happens in the very first chapter-ish kind of thing how it's like the story of like the sundown towns or what is it the sunset towns oh yeah the sundown sundown towns yeah I don't and know if you don't make it out in a oh, certain time like, that was so it, stressful it's crazy yeah and it's just how um it's really interesting to kind of take the horror of like real life horror and then mash it with like ghosts and curses and magic and I kind of <laughs> but yeah I like I like the I liked the book I kind of like the structure it's very easy to read um there's some really cool elements playing in it plays a lot with like genre and it's really cool the show kind of takes that as well I do think and and we haven't finished the show yet so we still I think we have like two episodes of the show so I'd like to see how the ending ties it all up because I really liked the first half of the show but the second half of the show I think it's getting a little too maybe a bit too chaotic for me I don't know mm -hmm. like it seems like things aren't totally weaving yet but I think maybe the final episodes will like wrap it up nicely but um we'll see but yeah uh, I kind of jumped in there before Karina but yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> Um, I really enjoyed both. I think with the changes, I like the series better. I know we're not on that. Like, which do you like better yet? But I'm just gonna say, I like the series better because of the changes. But I did like the book, like, equally. I like the book and the show equally. You know, like, like the changes they made in... I just can't... I, I'm not finding my words. I like what happened in the book, even though the changes were better. Do you get what I'm saying? yes okay <laughs> but um yeah I thought it was interesting and I was I like didn't find myself bored because I think there was always something going on and I really liked the how like the, each chapter you know it focuses on something different and I think that was a really good way of keeping readers engaged because I think it had it not been that way I would have been definitely bored it would have taken me a lot longer than it did <laughs> to finish I think the episode <laughs> I liked the most was when Hippolyta goes and travels that was my favorite episode she disturbs the universe that's what the chapter is called I don't know what the episode is called. yeah that was that was a really good one I think the episode's called I am oh yes oh, yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah I the think discoverer um, <laughs> no like what I think what makes this story so easy for people to latch onto is because obviously it's very like genre bending and it's really cool so it has like horror it has sci-fi it has a little something for everyone but also it's very inspired like Lovecraft did a lot of pulp fiction so it's very easy easy to digest it's very like small fun stories to kind of latch on to that's why people love like Indiana Jones or like superhero movies because they all came from like comics 
and comics are very much pulp stories and um so is Lovecraft that's where Lovecraft started and kind of like that pulpy stuff so it's very um fun to latch on you have like exciting characters you have a lot of like bombastic storylines and um so yeah that's why it's very inspired by that and it really tackles the Lovecraft um angle to it especially in the first one I think that's why I like the series very well because it's made by black creators so it kind of handles a couple of the moments with a bit more nuance than maybe like the book does couple of details it adds yeah (laughs) so then we get into we're going to be talking about the show and the book together so here's the characters most of them are exactly the same at atticus ruby montrose george leticia um except caleb here's a change caleb branthwaite branthwaite yeah (laughs) that's such a hard name um so instead of having him be him uh they have christina as him but they also have a kind of unique twist in the show where it's William who I guess starts off as her boyfriend and then he's killed and then she turns into him every now and then with Ruby but we'll get into more details um then there's Hippolyta and Gian um who is not in the book at all played extraordinarily by Jamie Chung and then we have Horace who in the show is Diana, which is the daughter slash son in the books of George and Hippolyta. So, yeah. It was interesting. Like, <laughs> I think that was so funny, like, after, because I, I watched the show first and then started reading the book, I was like, wait, Caleb Braithwaite? I was like, wow, they just, like, changed so many characters to women, which is great. I love it. But it was just really random. I actually really like, especially the Christina change, because mm-hmm. and later like in the show they handle it really well as like white woman's empathy because I think we know a lot about like white men and how brutal and racist they can be or like just not and we kind of not think about like white women and really challenge their privilege and stuff and I think there's a very powerful um, moment that happens in the latest episode before we recorded this so I think it's episode eight and Christina and Ruby and Ruby's asking Christina like don't you get it like blah 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 because it's about Emmett Till's murder and she's like no I don't and she's very like straightforward and blunt about it but yeah I think there's some nuances that they added with Christina and then Diana is just cool yeah (laughs) yeah that's actually really interesting because it kind of layers on this new character of Christina or like this new um I don't know what it's called but basically, she's can't join like this men's club, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so that's something that's not dealt with in the book. So even though there's like like a racial hierarchy, it's like gender hierarchy as well, and yeah. it just kind of shows you like society who is like more important in their world. They definitely do like a cool little ranking, also show that even people like Christina who face injustices or sometimes don't realize the injustices of others maybe of a different skin color as well yeah so you could face it but you don't really empathize with someone other than you too so it's like really weird but um yeah I think that was a good a good thing that they added in the show anyways we're gonna start breaking down I guess the story the good thing about the story is that are the book is that there's eight different kind of chunks stories basically similar to like how Lovecraft the show is telling it in episodes the book kind of goes into it 
and little short stories that actually all interconnect. So we're going to go through each one and kind of talk about it. So yeah, who? we're going to start with the very first one, which is what we talked about briefly, but it is the very first episode. It's, what is it? Sundown, Whitey's on the Moon. They break it into two episodes, but it's like the first yeah. chapter. So that is basically the road trip to Arden, Massachusetts. It's why Atticus comes back home because his father, Montrose, is um, missing. So he's going to come back from the Korean War where he's basically been like hiding from, I guess, his family, his father. Um, and now he's back. Well, we already kind of touched on it a little bit in the beginning. But one thing that was different is uh, George was telling Atticus about basically his friend that was stopped in a sundown town mm-hmm. and was basically, like slowly followed by the police until I think he did eventually get out. But in the show, it happens to them. And even though they, like, make it and you're finally like, oh, my gosh, yes. And then there's cops on the other side waiting for them. And you're just like, uh. Yeah. It's so awful. And even just, like, basically, like, less details are in the episode because it moves a little bit quicker. But I really like how the episode, like, encompasses that kind of environment and, like, feeling. It's, like, the first episode where Atticus is on the bus coming home. And the bus breaks down, which I believe is kind of similar in the book. Like his car gets a flat tire. So there's some parallels, but basically, you know, they see this like white farmer guy pull up in his truck and he like kind of eyes Atticus and you think you're going to like see some sort of interaction or confrontation, but just like cuts to the next scene of like him and this black woman just walking on the street. And you can like infer obviously what happened, but I felt like that was really well directed. Yeah, I think a lot of, like, what Lovecraft does, it's a really good adaptation of this book because it still keeps the essence and it still has, um, it still keeps the essence. It still has some story beats that are similar, maybe moved around a little bit, um, but it's also adds some more nuance that maybe, like, obviously Matt Ruff, a white writer, can't add, but it still keeps very along the lines of his ideas and his writing. I think... They, so continuing the next two episodes or the chapter, they're saved by the show guests. Um, these really creepy big monsters are almost like vampires, but uh, yeah, like vampire right. aliens. I really yeah. thought they'd bring these guys back, which I thought this was gonna be like the sci fi character of the show, but then I realized it if just you... kind of moves on. <laughs> okay, so you... up until the... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm a little behind. My bad. <laughs> She's like one episode behind. So when we're recording this, we've watched up to episode eight. And in episode eight, they come back because Atticus casts, I'm getting ahead of myself, but Atticus casts the spell of protection. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Oh, do we want to talk about the diner scene? I know this is like really specific, but the diner scene when they, okay, so George has his like, travel guide that he writes and so every once in a while they need to go and to just make sure um so there's this like diner place that is said to be okay on the guide but when they go the name has changed obviously there's been renovations so they're like not sure if it's the same place anyway long story short they get attacked and that's when we first see i think the silver car save them i don't know like the first kind of weird sci-fi thing that happens in the show and in the book and then that's where they immediately go to Arden right until they go into the mansion 
from there. And then the mansion is all kooky, and you get set up, introduced to what is I should have known William, William, or the dad yes. Samuel. <laughs> Wait, okay, like the best on. addition from that they didn't have in the book is yes, is William. Christina from the jump, or does is William William, and then later on somehow dies. I I think she explains it, so, but I don't know. I think William she is does William. Explain it. Yeah, William is William, and <gasps> then he is he is killed by I think one of the police officers yeah. that are Lannister, and then so <laughs> oh, what's his name? She, no, it's Lancaster, but she said Lannister. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know why it's so funny. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, so then she perfects William's serum, and that's how she's able to change into William after that. But yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. Wait, oh, I just want to talk. Oh, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. no, you go. I just want to talk about the most infuriating change in the show is that George had to die. Why? Um, uh, oh, I'm so yeah, sad about it. He's the best character. It happens in like the second episode. Yeah, no, he's definitely the best. I definitely think there's some weird um, unexplanations that they haven't done in the show yet. Oh, yeah. George. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hope they kind of resolve that because it's a little weird. I think George is Atticus's father. Yes. Doesn't he say that, oh, or was it implied? Yeah. I think it's implied. It's just okay. Atticus doesn't okay. know, which means that the audience doesn't know. Yes, <laughs> but also <laughs> I think that in the show, George had to die to so that Atticus and Montrose could work on their relationship, and mm-hmm. it could you know that could get better. We don't really. I guess we kind of see it, and I guess. Mm-hmm. But like, I think because George was maybe more of a father figure to Atticus than Montrose was. Yeah, you know that he had there has that sacrifice had to be made, right? And I feel like with those shows, someone has to die. I don't know, and also yeah. it's kind of a catalyst for Hippolyta to go out on her mm-hmm. own. That too. Yeah, he's kind of like the propeller, so he's kind of like the springboard for the season. Um, his death. So that's mm-hmm. usually the difference between like, I don't know. I guess books and movies sometimes like books can maybe get away with that. I guess I don't know, but um. Yeah, he does set up the pieces because now Montrose, you have that weird Montrose Atticus like bunning heads, like narrative, and it's not everything's not as easy anymore because George, I guess, like was a soother, <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. you could say. But um, yeah, so then he ends up dying, and that kind of um ends there. I think that's another thing about these stories is that I well, especially from the show like George's death is probably a good example like he kind of dies and then it kind of it it's not swept because they talk about it but I think like Mm -hmm. details and things are kind of swept and maybe they'll set it up towards the end but it still feels a little weird how um it's not extremely handled and sometimes Mm -hmm. each episode in between feels a little foggy like um i'll bring it up later but let's move on <laughs> um, before we move on in the first chapter uh atticus is pulled over and the cop takes his travel guide and oh. i thought that was uh yeah. that gave me like anxiety because <laughs> now he knows. 
yeah exactly and so that has me thinking in the show like you know how the dinette was used to be safe but now Mm -hmm. it wasn't I wonder if like the law is cracking down on these guys and trying Mm -hmm. to take back you know I don't really know because it I don't know it doesn't happen in the series but I just thought I just thought like anxiety yeah all of their hard work when trying reverse all that yeah and maybe I mean I guess I don't know I never thought of this before but just like back then taking road trips Mm -hmm. with maps and also you know being a black person and going on a road trip be even more just like risky and scary that is because you don't you don't know the areas that you're driving through and I feel like there's just small I don't know yeah I don't know why it never crossed my mind but it gave like a perspective that I'd never thought of before yeah definitely the next story is dreams of the witch house and this is where they're finally back from their road trip and Letty um gets a secret inheritance which from the show she gets from her mom mom. but in the book from her dad right I don't remember I Wait, think, but I don't think it's from her mom. But then, basically, oh. it's Winthrop House, who we later find out Winthrop is associated with, like the cult or magic or whatever. What is it? The Sons of Adam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and so obviously it was underpriced. It's haunted, and it's in a white neighborhood where they're constantly harassed by everyone. <laughs> it's oh, terrifying. Freaking car horn, the honking, like they just tied the bricks. Oh, that. Was so yeah, awful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like, oh. Sorry. No, go ahead. One thing that I realized, I think I had watched this first and then read the book. I, I didn't realize that her mom was a person that talks to the dead. What is that called? A seance? Oh no, what are they called? Clairvoyant. Oh. Yeah. What? One of the, one of the many. Something. Yeah. They. Okay. I think. The one thing that was nice reading the book with this show is I think it gave some more background details that when it did match up, it made way more sense. Because I think I totally missed the fact like, oh yeah, she's like one of my mom's friends and she just like sacrifices a goat. I'm like, who is this lady? Where'd they buy her? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) But it makes sense if her mom is in the same field, Mm -hmm. she would know people. That's crazy. Yeah, because I think Letty's family history is a little clouded in the show too like I think in the first episode or two they like visit her brothers that's the whole reason why Letty's going on this road trip and her brothers it's like really weird they like argue about the mom and why she's not there it seems like her mom is very kind of abusive or abandoning Letty Mm. a little bit but yeah so you get to dig more into Letty in this one and then her kind of getting back up on her feet and of course it's haunted by Winthrop but yeah it's basically that and then the show takes that episode and kind of that story and then also adds in some other ghost they make Winthrop not Casper the friendly ghost they make him actually pretty horrible who experimented on his slaves it's uh, awful and it's a very scary episode like yeah it was really scary but at the same time the ending was like very wholesome like they all came together and destroyed him at the end which like was great closed my eyes for most of it so it did, yeah. there's some good power i think to these stories that's really well well done 
Um, do we have anything else to say about the dreams of the witch house? Um, I was going to say just like another theme that we hadn't talked about yet is just like family is a huge one because Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of different relationships. Like Letty is like the youngest and I think Ruby's and Marvin are actually, or Melvin are actually half. And I think they mentioned in the book and I don't know if it's in the show, Mm -hmm. but Montrose and George are also half brothers. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is true. So and then George might be Atticus's father, and let I don't even know Letty and Ruby's relationship. So it's a lot of family dynamics that goes into it yeah. as well. Family scary. No. <laughs> <laughs> family, the third horror. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the next one is Abdullah's book. Um, basically, it is the Indiana Jones esque um, episode, except it's in the book. It's George and Montrose who go into the. With Freeman, no Freemasons group. <laughs> that yes, <was>. yeah. <laughs> in the, I really like the Indiana Jones episode um, because it's yeah. very Indiana Jones esque. It's very weird, um, but it's cool. And they all the secret tunnels and the secret booby traps and trying to get the book. Um, it's really cool. Do you guys have anything to say about this? Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. It was a nice relief after the Haunted House episode. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I was a little bit confused about once they got into that area and that one lady. And then there was also a bunch of other skeleton zombies that only she she came to life. Yahima. Yahima. And I wasn't really sure because it wasn't in the book of like what, how... Like, I know she mentioned that Hiram had, like, locked them up there, but I just wasn't really sure so how I think they he, came to be. She would help translate the pages, but she refused to. Something mm. about that. So he ended up killing all of her tribe or family or something mm. like that and putting them in there with her. It's kind mm. of like a reminder. I don't know if I liked the addition of her in that. I think that's the only part that kind of threw me off. I think maybe they needed like something scary or something to top mm-hmm. off, but it just didn't make any sense, especially since in the end she doesn't translate and she's right. killed in the end. Um, so I think that was a little weird eh, about that episode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if the only thing that was to like push like Montrose and Atticus's relationship to like tension but i agree like it was just kind of a random addition that i didn't really understand yeah Yeah. it was because it was a really cool transition from the zombie to human like Mm -hmm. that was (laughs) it was very like um pirates of the caribbean yeah when they're all skeletons and then they like become people again <laughs> yeah it's very it was very adventure movie like it fell in line like in that kind of way but it just didn't um mm-hmm. sit well and it so far i mean there's no meaning to it so mm-hmm. sometimes like unnecessary violence like that is a little weird i guess if you wanted to split their relationship further i guess but i don't know it's very weird but um <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I guess the next, so then the next one, the next chunk of chapter is Hippolyta Disturbs the Universe, and it is a very powerful episode in the show called I Am, and it basically goes through Hippolyta's story, 
and it kind of has some weird like time travel space travel elements in both the show and the book although obviously they're different because i think the show goes on a bit more like mind melder kind of thing but mm-hmm. what did you guys think it just if i could describe my dreams like when i go to bed and i go into rem sleep that is how i would say my dreams are really like just, oh. yes like the, i just connected oh with this episode with Paulita traveling mm-hmm. I was like girl you get me but on a, another note I think it was so I think it was so important for her to like go through this because women women Saoirse <laughs> Ronan voice women, yeah. women. <laughs> they have and because uh, yeah, I think because you know we get oh my there's a part that we didn't discuss uh, oh I guess we did uh, hold on because earlier in the series, she's with Diana at the, what is it? The star place? What is that place? The observatory? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and she's going yeah. on about how she didn't get, you know, she... Oh, the star is you know, named after Yeah, she wanted uh, to name the name. I mean, the star, the planet. But, of course, you know, a little white girl who had connections and her white granddaddies and all that, you know, gave her the credit. So... I think in that episode, we kind of get a sense of how she feels about herself and what she's, you know, been through. And then, I don't know, I guess the book, I think the book does a little bit better explaining, like, how she wanted all this, but then, you know, George came, and then Horace came, and I don't know. I I don't really know what I'm saying with this. I'm just so glad that they gave to, like, what she deserved and I think in order for her for that to like happen George had to die if George didn't die this wouldn't have happened you know why because George would be like you're not going out on your own or you know something and (laughs) her whole cover story well first it's like her reeling from like George's yeah death even though she knows like she knows probably that he's dead but there's no confirmation that it is in the show like they don't tell her for real what or they do actually wait I'm blurring it up she knows George is dead right she knows George is dead but she Not feels how. like it's a little fishy like they said that he got yeah, shot by right. a police officer mm-hmm. but she feels like it's something else Okay, yeah. So there's not so there's a lot of like thoughts in her head that are very tangled. And I think this whole episode does a really good job of like the time travel is her way of like untangling her feelings and her thoughts and everything that she had like deep down inside mm-hmm. and kind of bringing that back up into the service. And this was like a really wonky, weird healing episode, I think, in terms of like Apolita. And I think we'll talk about it in the next one because I'm like, is she is she gone? by the next episode is she gone or is she come back I'm yeah maybe you know this current. that's I have no idea that's what I was um, confused about well at the end she's like she was you know on her way back and I thought she was coming back but instead Atticus comes back with the book from the future and she's not at the funeral mm-hmm. um in the next episode so I'm just like what the heck happened did Maybe I think that's the only reason why I one of my that was a big point that's actually what I was going to talk about um and I'm glad I brought it up uh and you helped me uh untangle that but basically that's another thing about the show 
um, that's a little weird. And I guess obviously it probably takes after like the book structure, but there's some times where like in between episodes, you have no idea, like certain details of what's going on. Yeah. Like with Hippolyta, like where is she? Blah, 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 blah. And then they'll probably mm-hmm. explain in the next episode, but it's a little unclear. It's a little blurred. And I think that's the only trouble the show kind of gets into with this whole anthology format. Uh-huh. Anthology, not anthology, but that it's not exactly clear episode to episode like sometimes mm-hmm. you have to like think I, which isn't a bad thing to think but uh, <laughs> it's just weird it seems a little unresolved in a weird way not in like yeah. a ooh spoiler twist way but in like a weird mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think at the beginning of the show I think it, they did a little bit better of a job but I think the um well I guess Hippolyta's episode comes later in the show then it comes a little bit earlier in the book but what I really liked about the book is it did give her like childhood backstory about her loving astrology and I guess you, astronomy and I guess you <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm just She's thinking of like nah, yeah. <laughs> um, astrology is not a science from NASA um, anyway sorry but I really like the details they give there and I felt like in the book I didn't really like I felt like her the story in the book was a lot more kind of like Star Wars space adventure and then the one in the story is a lot more abstract dreamlike story so I think you definitely had to think a lot more for the show to kind of extract what they were saying it was beautiful and I loved it um and I feel like maybe the book she doesn't get that kind of self-reflectiveness but more kooky and yeah, yeah, but I feel like the book has a lot more details about the actual science so that I can actually, like, wrap my head around it. It's like the buttons go to a certain time, space, period, and then you can go, and there's, like, different coordinates. But then in the show, they're just like, bloop, 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 they, like, broke the machine <laughs> or something, and it's like, yeah. and then Atticus leaves, and then she leaves, and when people go into different dimensions, they're not coming back together. Like, that's just, I'm, like, nervous where they're going to be. Atticus comes back, which is great. Is she going to come back? I felt like there was a lot of like unknowns there and then the police officers were dead but I guess they put them into the portal and then they leave Diana slash Horace's comic book which is Uh, for both you know what's funny um when they go to get the book from in what is it the other episode they show up with Diana and Hippolyta and they obviously leave without them like Hibonza and Diana leave and that's when she turns around to do something but hold on I'm trying to... oh no that's when she turns around to go to Braithwaite's like um mansion that's all you know exploded yes that was the beginning yeah but you know what this has this is literally like it's a, it's a silly comment why don't Atticus or anyone notice that the two are not back in town because like do you get what I'm saying like they went back without them (laughs) and they didn't ask like they didn't not once oh let's go check in on them it's that (laughs) this comment (laughs) about all of their different narratives they never like or when they do meet up it's very like spaced out or they're just like yeah next adventure it's very weird yeah right because you think that like tick and leticia are kind of the main characters Mm -hmm. a little bit and so they they show up in most episodes but for this one i think it was like two seconds and it was really random 
Oh, and then yeah. Tick goes to some lady's house and he realized like he has the mark or some birthmark or something. Oh, yes. So that was it for Tick, but like I think it wasn't. He like takes off his shirt in the lady's mm-hmm. house. <laughs> oh my god, her face when she sees his shirt off, she's like, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. That just annoyed me that they did not check in. But whatever. It's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we have to talk about the orrery. This is, is like cool. some sort of a- astronomical model of planets. I don't even know. But yes, it's very scientific, so. and Hippolyta took it from the house, right? I think in yeah. both. Mm-hmm. And that's where she finds the key to the time machine. They say it's time machine, but it really seems like a universe portal. Yeah, I don't know. I would like that further explained. <laughs> I, think, I think later, I, I in the book, I don't know where I saw it, but it was like time slash space travel. Mm. So maybe time and space travel. Yeah. Also, it was a cool connection with the comic book and Pulp Fiction comment you made like 10 years ago, but um, the comic books, I like it. Yes, yeah. Especially because like Horace, I guess, is very into them and Diana, too, is very into these comics. And I think and one of her comics, I think it's like, a, I forget what it is, but it's very similar um, look. Orthelia Blue. Yes, it's very similar to um, the very first I guess world Hippolyta is lands in after it. I think that's interesting. Um, oh, it's not exactly. Uh, maybe it might just because it's space, but um, it's similar. Horus slash Diana's comic books tell the future. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so I just noticed these are kind of not the book, but the episodes are out of order because mm-hmm. the next one is Jacqueline Hyde Park, which in the show is Strange Case. And this one is the one that really creeped me out, I guess, because I'm not a really big body horror fan. Oh, I love this one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's but the thing. Like, out of all the horrors, the scariest one was the Haunted House one. So in my rank of horrors that I can watch. Continue. That's funny because I would say body horror was mine. Especially, okay, in the show, I'm making it seem like I have a lot of nitpicks with the show. I actually have been enjoying it so far, but I also don't like it. I didn't like this weird, um, the body horror too, but also, oh my god, it was so violent towards the end which i guess is a good cathartic way for ruby but um when she does to her manager where she like that's hard to watch yeah it was very just hard for me to watch i'm not a big fan of like body horror like i say um so that was really hard to watch i don't know but um yeah anyway so basically this whole chunk of story is ruby turns into a white woman and then the difference um well, at least it is. It's he, she's seduced by Caleb and Christina. There's I guess also, the only difference is because Christina is female that she had to also transform into a male to seduce yes. Ruby. Yeah. Also, I think isn't it like in the show Hillary, who we like met in the very first episodes, Del. She, she dies or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in the book, she's like not Hillary, but she's like the blood comes from her and she's still alive right yeah so in the book it's some other lady that's we never met some like redhead lady no i thought isn't isn't she the guard she calls her delilah in the book and wasn't del the guard in the beginning of the book as well just like the series oh i don't know maybe they just have a different description of her yeah because she's not redhead in the series Mm mm-hmm and she's older than her in the book. 
the book like makes her seem younger for some reason yeah but this was like a whole kind of I guess wish fulfill it starts off as like kind of like a wish fulfillment thing because Ruby has been trying to go up uh get a job at this like really nice department store I guess like a what like a Macy's or a Dillard's Mm -hmm. now and um yeah and she's not able to have that opportunity until she turns into a white woman and then Christina in the show this is the show uh (laughs) gives her as William so she is William but we don't know that yet seduces her and then tells her here's this potion that can change you i was very confused for a long time i was like what is happening is she dying um he like takes the knife and like she was like what is happening this is too much for me this episode and this portion just like like i said it's really creepy oh my god and when she starts transforming like in public and has to go into the elevator mm-hmm. i'm like oh i'm how so did she get i don't know i know i don't she's know she's bloody <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm like do people just see this and they're like ah. i will say the special effects are really impressed i don't know how they did that but it i feel like that yeah would be very difficult to pull off really good yeah but um basically it's kind of like this parable of being it's the on the other side on the other side of things what is it how does it feel like do you feel comfortable doing that do you feel yeah like that i like the jekyll and hyde kind of of metaphor not really metaphor but kind of because ruby does feel a little parallel parallel Mm -hmm. yeah i think she does feel a little bit guilty but she's like oh no it's just like jekyll and hyde like i'm ruby and then, like, Hillary is my alter ego. But I think someone makes a comment where they're really just the same person, so you can't, like, blame. You can't basically do whatever you want as Hillary and just, like, be like, that's okay, because ultimately you're still Ruby. Because she is kind of mean to the one Black attendant that does mm-hmm. work there. And so I think that's an interesting dynamic to see how she interacts with different people as a white woman it's very it's like power like being i Mm -hmm. guess that skin color being white and is is a certain power that she was never afforded as a black woman and uh, you can get drunk on that power and i think she like realizes that and she sees it especially when she sees the manager kind of putting their hands on uh i forget her name but she's the tiana no she's her co-worker in the department store yeah and then that kind of wakes her up and she's like you know what like what what am I doing like you Mm -hmm. know and yeah so I think that's a really good kind of narrative that uh that episode that story Ooh, and the next is like a story that's not even in the book at all (laughs) this is solely like a standalone episode yeah his experience of the Korean War although it's not centered on Atticus anymore it is centered on Jian and uh, it's a it's an interesting one. <laughs> yeah, I was so shook. That was like graphic, <laughs> but I really liked this episode. I think I was waiting for it in the book and realizing once it wasn't. I like looked at all the chapters. I realized okay, this is actually just an episode thing. But I felt like it was one of the good episodes where it felt kind of wrapped up at the end. Like it was still like kind of left off with some questions, but. I felt like it was a full story start to finish. And it was an interesting horror of like folklore horror. 
So I thought that was like a really cool twist because I was like, what creature is she? I could not figure it out until they kind of talked about the nine tails thing. But yeah, I thought it was an interesting, even though it was like centered around Gia, it was still kind of an Atticus backstory as well because yeah, it had that call to Korea and you saw Gia like fight him in um, the Artem house. And so it was like kind of good because we were, you know, we kind of needed some more information about her. I thought it was a really good and heartbreaking show. I don't know about how, like, she is a monster, but now the monster has fallen in love and her mom wants her daughter back. But once she, like, fulfills her 100 men that she kills, like, she will go be gone and her daughter will be back. And so that's just, like, a really, I don't know. It was kind of, like, sad. Yeah, it was a very, like... I don't want to, it's not dense, but it was a very, a lot to like chew on and a lot to like think about. And it was really trying to untangle and realize like what is happening to her. It was crazy. I was like, wait, so she's not the daughter. She is an, like the nine tail. She's like the entity in it. That's crazy. But yeah, yeah the fact that she couldn't feel, but then she does feel. And she only couldn't feel because her mom told her she couldn't. There's a lot. I mean, there was like. Yeah her dad abused her as a kid and you realize that's the reason why her mom turned her into this to kill him but now her mom feels obligated to you know get her daughter back and then it's during the korean war so it's historically accurate like her best friend is like a communist spy and her and atticus like she wants to like basically kill him to be his last victim but they fall in love it's so much it's like it was (laughs) was a heavy a lot Me talking yeah. this out it was a very uh, it was a very big episode I and her love after, of movies was like, it was so cute mm, and then when she's dancing Garland. in the aisle <laughs> that episode made me like just want to go to the movie so bad yeah like, oh man <laughs> we miss it oh my god yeah but, uh, yeah, no, that was a really good episode, a really kind of beautiful episode I was just gonna talk about the vision she had but you probably have something no, I was about, to, I was just going to say the vision would be cool, I guess. Oh, yeah. Well, you know when you say something, you raise your hand in class, and then you don't actually. <laughs> you don't have it. You're just like, you know, the vision, ma'am, the vision. Oh, what is it from Robert Pattinson from uh, Devil All the Time? He's like, delusions. Oh, yeah. Delusions. I should have talked about that movie. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did all watch The Devil All the Time. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like it, but you know the uh, the accents were great. <laughs> yeah, I watched it for Tom. But okay, back to the vision. Um, <laughs> so in the vision, she obviously sees Atticus die because she's a Kumiko. I think is the correct name, and that's just what Kumikos do. They they absolve the memories or whatever of the people they're killing. Anyway, but in the vision, Atticus is having sexual relations with someone who is not Letitia. Did you guys notice that? What? Yeah, really? what? Yes, he was in bed with someone who is not Letitia. Okay, we're gonna have to everyone bookmark that. <laughs> when was this? Rewatch. In the oh, episode. you know, and meet me in in Digu Digu Digu. I don't know. Wait, but that was like before, right? No, Remember, it's when vision. they first. Well, it's when they, you know, they're doing their business, and then he runs off, and he's like, 
ew, F you, like, what the heck are you? And he acts in typical male fashion. Um, <laughs> How dare you be angry when I tried to kill you? <laughs> Men. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, just based on her vision, how they're going to finish the series. Oh, in the vision, he was with mm-hmm. someone else. Yes. Oh, I didn't notice yes. that. I just saw him, like, look like he was being tortured. Yeah, and, like, the little scene before that, he was, like, with someone else, a darker oh. woman. Hmm. What? This is crazy. Honestly, I... This is the thing, like, yeah, we've read the book or whatever, but I feel like the show is going to get a little bit wonkier, especially mm-hmm. because we've seen, um, what is it? We've seen it kind of diverge in that meta book that we'll get into, I guess, in the next mm-hmm. story chunk. But it's crazy. Like, I don't know what to expect from the <laughs> from the show, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I'm wondering if, you know, because in the show um Atticus has you know his son's book from the future and Atticus dies so I'm wondering are they going to do that I guess we'll talk about it after we go through the narrow house and Horus, Horus and the devil doll and <laughs> the rest of the chapters that we haven't discussed well then after okay so after this I guess um Lovecraft kind of throws in this really um, really nice episode. This is now getting back into the book. We're into the story, the narrow house. Basically, Montrose and Atticus find Henry Winthrop. They kind of find the books and they embark on a journey to Illinois. But yeah, this a lot of stuff goes down in this, doesn't it? Or no? I guess yeah, I mean, kind of. I think the main synopsis is like Caleb Braithwaite was like, hey, go get these books. This guy stole them. They find out the guy died. And so Montrose like basically meets him and his ghost family and they're in this weird like middle ground where they can't taste food and they can't have happy or sad memories and they I guess relive the same moment that they died but basically Montrose sees how he died and essentially they said it was like a fire but really like he was shot Mm -hmm. for being married and associated with a black woman and having a son so I I think it was more on I don't think it really pushed the like sci-fi story along like that thread, but I think it was just another layer of like racial injustice. Mm-hmm, because I guess it's relevant because uh, in the series Winthrop doesn't have a son, does he? Do they mention it? It's hard because they kind of change um, the names. I don't it- think Winthrop has a son. I think yeah. it's just him because he's the ghost, right? He dies. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess this part, like, it is relevant if you, if the series had actually followed the book. Because, yeah, because, okay, um, listeners, so in the book, Hippolyta, when she's traveling throughout space, she meets a woman called Ida. Ida was a housemaid for Winthrop, and Ida and the rest of the house servants were banished to this planet after... Hiram Winthrop thinks that they know where the other housemaid, um, Ida's daughter, is because Pearl, because she runs off with Henry Winthrop, who is the son of Hiram, obviously, and whatever. So I guess. So aren't you these ghosts, know <laughs> the ghosts from these stories are the ones that are, I guess, maybe insp- inspiration for? I think so. 
the earlier episode with Henry Winthrop. Yeah. So instead of them being banished to another planet, then they're kind of like experimented on. So it was like a different take, but I think it's similar. Yeah. I don't know if it'll come up in the next couple episodes. Yeah, I guess the narrow house isn't really is not really relevant. Yeah. But basically, I guess the only reason it's relevant is that's where they find the information to kill (laughs) Caleb at the end. So that's right. Okay. The books, I guess, or whatever, whatever they learn from Henry is what they Mm -hmm. use later on. But I think overall, it it's not. I could understand why if they took it out of this episode. They probably just lifted portions of this because don't they? Mm -hmm. There's a whole plot where like Atticus and Montrose are finding the pages, Caleb's pages, Mm -hmm. or I guess Christine's pages. Okay. Um, I would have really liked. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Sorry. I would have really liked to see the narrow house um, visually because I thought that, like, I really was kind of confused. Like, are they in, like, purgatory and it's, like, Montrose is seeing all this in his head? I, I did not understand when I was reading what was going on. Yeah, it seemed like, or at least based on Wikipedia, it seems <laughs> like they relive their last day every day. And it yeah, seems like they're in purgatory. Okay, so the next one, the next story chunk in the book is called Horse and the Double Doll. And that is actually the big, the, the inspiration for the latest episode that we have seen up to, which is um, episode eight, like I've said. And this one, it focuses on Horace, but obviously in the show, it's Diana. That's where we meet Lan- our Lancaster again, and he gets a curse on him, and uh, he's being attacked by these really creepy dolls. So there's people. two dolls in this one. Ugh. Yeah. It was funny when I was I was kind of reading all the chapter titles, and when I got to that one, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to watch that. Okay. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen it, though, right? No, I haven't seen oh, it Oh, it's, 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 it's really yeah. creepy. Um, and they're like, not like dolls. They're girls. They're Okay, you know, I think scary. I saw it in the trailer. <laughs> There's like a zombie girl. Yeah, but it's basically, it's like heavily based on what? Like the tom's cabin Im- imagery but yeah also, uncle tom's cabin um but i also looked up it's very like based on um because their names are topsy and bopsy mm-hmm. um i looked this up so it's inspired by uncle tom's tail no. but it's also like the topsy turvy dolls because which are like these really like race racially charged caricatures um dolls they're basically oh. rag dolls but on one side it's like a black girl and one side it's like a white girl and it's what? very like there's this whole Atlantic article I have pulled up <laughs> that um, that it's based on, and they're basically reinforcing like um, racial dynamics, and because you only have to play with one at a time or something. It's very weird. I'll I can link it. Oh, that's see. so weird. But it's like a really weird kind of type of doll, and it's and very, it's not even like, back front and back. It's like up and down. Da- it's like up and down and double in the show. There's no feet. And, mm-hmm. and in the show. The two girls, the two Topsy and Bopsy, um, one of them is is darker and the other one is lighter, Um, but they're still very, like, they have the weird, like, they have, like, the weird mouth and it looks almost like the racial imagery that we've seen, the racist imagery we've seen of, like, um, black caricatures and blackface and all that and um, just stuff like that. And it's very creepy because they're, like, move very, like, weird it's so creepy and they like attack and only diana 
can see it and then you know in the book only Horace can see the dog we don't have to include yeah. this but on like YDs on the moon when they had like the black historical figures like talking mm-hmm. about racial injustice and they have that audio during some of the scenes which is a really, I really liked that yeah edition. I really I've actually I was listening to a podcast where they said Misha Green really likes to use um mixed media so she uses like speeches and songs and all that as like music cues and that's something we've noticed a lot with like obviously like watching lovecraft country is that she puts drops a lot of needle drops and their speeches like very powerful speeches and poetry and all that kind of stuff spoken word that she puts in yeah it's really powerful it's good and it like really kind of hits the nail on on things being Mm -hmm. like Misha Green like adding all of these it's like there's obviously the book deals with like Jim Crow era and it still deals with like racism and everything but I think there's still some like little things that we've never as an audience maybe aren't haven't learned or may not be aware as non-black people and um it's really crucial and important to to watch and yeah and adding those audio bites like reminds you that this actually happened like you know you're watching sci-fi but these are actual historical recordings of the time period so I think that's really powerful yeah and I think even like they talk about the Tulsa massacres in here because I think that's because his family is and I didn't really wasn't extremely aware about the Tulsa massacres until I saw it in Watchmen so it's like can you believe Mm -hmm. like you're right it's not drilled into your head these horrors and in school because we only learn about like the same four things revolutionary war yeah (laughs) and we both went to school in texas geez yeah so and so like that's why like media can be really powerful and it put in the right hands it could be interesting so that it could be a cool sci-fi story but instead you're but inside that story you're learning a lot about racial injustice and racism and black culture anything else we want to say about horse and the double doll i don't know i guess Caleb is like the white savior and then <laughs> like then he's like all right I saved you so now you're gonna have to help me kill Lancaster. Caleb's but very like I'll do this I for think you. it kind of ties it. my back like for hours right because <laughs> yeah. I think in the book it's like a lot of these individual ones and then finally it kind of ties Horace to the rest of everything and they meet Caleb so I feel like now all the characters like have n- gotten to know each other at this point or have interacted with each other it's almost like each each story chunk is like each person like finding Caleb or like meeting Caleb <laughs> yeah. in one way <laughs> it's like and then obviously in the show it's like each person meeting Christina but yeah okay and now we're in the very last chunk of story which is the mark of Cain the show as of our recording there's going to be an episode tonight which is like the penultimate but we have not seen it yet. So basically now it's just the book. We don't know exactly if the show is going to follow the book, but so far it seems like it might be diverging. Um, One thing we mentioned a little bit, but for sure happened in the last episode, last story chunk of Lovecraft is that they're going meta and that Atticus brings back Lovecraft Country, the book, but it's written by his son, George Freeman. So uh, it could change. What do you guys How did George Freeman just make all the characters boys? Come on, George. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I think that's kind of cool. I mean, I'm not like blown away by it, but I guess sure. <laughs> his, yeah, so we don't know how is, is, is Matt Ruff. <laughs> he's the new Matt Ruff. 
um, yeah, we don't know how this is going to affect because we haven't seen the episodes. We're probably going to see the episode after we're done recording this. That's how close we mm-hmm. are. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so we don't know how it's going to go down, but we do know how it goes down in the book. And that is in this last story chunk, Mark of Cain. Basically, Which- everyone is together and Caleb has the plan to get rid of Lancaster. Yeah, which I think it's fine, like, how they ended it. I mean, I think happy ending, like, the bad people die, and then, the, you know, they, the good guys kind of win. But I just, I feel like Caleb, I don't know, I don't understand the whole hierarchy of, like, witchcraft in this book. And so I was a little surprised that Lancaster thought that he could kill Caleb. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess there's, I feel like they're, like, a little bit overconfident with their magic because everything always goes wrong. But yeah, I guess it was interesting. I guess it was cool that Atticus could do magic at the end and then kill Caleb. Or did he kill Caleb? No, he just took his mark away and basically bound him from not being able to go to certain sections of the country. Mm-hmm. And I think they do this whole thing at the end where Caleb is like, you'll regret this. Like, all these people are going to come after you. And then they just all start laughing because they're like, do you know, like, you know, you know what country you're in, basically? You're um, in Lovecraft country. <laughs> Mike drop. Yeah, <laughs> um, but basically it's not like a perfect ending, obviously. Like, I mean, it is a happy ending. Like the whole adventure they're going on has been, you know, Caleb is kind of off their back. But at this end of the day, the author like still talks about how, you know, Atticus is like, you know, I'm a black man in America right now. And so there's always going to be people after me and that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. But we've gotten rid of you. So that's, I guess, a good thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a very tidy-ish. I know there's some uncertainty, but it's very tidy for like a very crazy mm-hmm. episode. Although Caleb, an anti-hero that is not actually that great. I don't know. He's a good anti-hero, I suppose. I think what makes it clear in the show is the fact that Caleb is Christina. Mm-hmm. It's a woman. It makes so much more sense because Caleb just, what does that even have to, it's very weird. And the yeah. fact that like Caleb is a descendant whereas in the show Atticus is the only descendant so it makes sense that they're relying on him yeah I don't know it's still it's still a good overall like fun story it's very Mm -hmm. fun you know and sometimes that's what books are for like to kind of have you go on a little adventure and it's it doesn't have to be like a perfect but it's still yeah interesting and I feel like it'll be really fun to see cinematically, like, how they do. Because it's kind of that culty vibe with the big mansion and all these, like, old people are there. So, oh, and then also here, I totally forgot, but they asked Winthrop's ghost to help them kill Caleb. Oh, yeah. So, actually, oh, I have no yeah. idea what <laughs> books are for. <laughs> so, Winthrop comes in at the yeah. end and decides well, So, if we're trying to figure out the finale, Winthrop's out of the way. Right. Yeah. Although the series has been really foreboding about Atticus dying. Oh um, my gosh. Caleb, Gia's last victim is Caleb. No, or Christina. Never mind. <laughs> what? what? I mean, Christina is William. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Christina. Yeah, I don't you know. know. It's very, it's weird that we've read the book, but we still don't really know for sure how the mm-hmm. series might end. So it could go a very different direction, which it may be. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna kill Atticus. Like something in my intuition, as Caleb would say, my intuition tells me no. But it's funny because when I was reading and when I was like 
reading them, you know, what is it, betraying Caleb, oh, a little part of me was like, no, Caleb, like, Caleb has done all this stuff, but I think that was, like, maybe Matt, the white author's, like, plan, because Caleb is not good, but in the end, I'm just like, why are they doing all this to him, like, well, I mean, um, people love a white a little sad boy, oh. anti-hero, yeah, <laughs> Yeah. yeah like quickly I was like no this guy is like manipulative he paid you know the debt that um was owed to you know Montrose and George and um to their great-grandmother right Abdullah Abdullah's book I think was her yeah, or... like yeah. so I'm just I was just like oh he did all this stuff but on purpose he was manipulated manipulating and God knows what he was going to do on, like, Midsummer's Day to Atticus, you know? He just wanted Lancaster out of the way so that Lancaster didn't use Atticus, but... Mm-hmm. I feel like he always has, like, a motive, mm-hmm. and that's why... Because it's hard. I feel like in the book, he's a little bit more likable, maybe? I mean, Christina yeah. is not... I don't know. It's hard to say. I think they do a good job of showing Christina as, like there's something behind every move she makes you know mm-hmm. what I mean which which is why in the last episode when she starts like crying crying afterwards like I don't feel sad for her but you feel mm-hmm. like a tinge um because she asked to have it done to herself and it's like you're gonna be saved and healed right after unlike Emmett but um I don't know there's still some kind of tinge of like what is she thinking now like is she more understanding i don't know but she still has a super grand plan of like <laughs> trying to take over mm-hmm. the sons of adam or whatever but um yeah right. i don't know there's definitely a motive behind caleb and christina's every move mm-hmm. um it's very calculated i don't think there's ever like i think that might be it because they're very calculated characters and i think like especially that christina moment where she starts crying is kind of, kind of like a crack mm-hmm. but i don't know if it's gonna be exposed open or if it's just gonna heal right back up Right. Yeah, and I think one thing they need to answer is, like, Gia's vision of Atticus dying. Like, they somehow have to break that. I don't know. Or answer that. Or figure out a way around it. Or maybe mm-hmm. he dies. I don't know. I don't think they will kill him. But oh my God. Anyways, does Atticus have... end up with Letitia or Gia? These are the answers we need. I feel really bad because I feel like his romance with Gia was really like sweet and amazing. Yeah. Or, like a whirlwind kind of thing. And it was really nice. Mm-hmm. But also like I love Letty. Journey as Letty is astounding. Like give her her Emmy. She's mm-hmm. amazing. She kills it. I think they're really good together. But also at the same time, I think Atticus has like a lot of issues he's got to work through. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be a father. You can't be like Montrose, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. You know, but, um, we'll I see. think Letty was a little bit more likable in the book because at the beginning I really liked her and I wanted to like her but she definitely played Ruby like she wasn't a great sister she did have kind of like a little bit of selfish intentions in the beginning but also I think I'm just like biased because I like love her so I'm just like anything you do is okay <laughs> yeah um also I love her outfit so ah uh, yeah <laughs> The red lipstick, at the, mansion. And the short hair. Oh, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. When she has oh, like her man. like, I don't know, like a riding uniform with her ascot. Thing. <laughs> yes, yes. Her glasses, her cat wig. Yeah. Anyways, I guess we'll go out on that note. Unless anybody has some last closing thoughts. Nah. Mm, Two hours of my thoughts enough. Yeah. <laughs>
Next book is short, guys. Woo-hoo. Yay! Woo-hoo. It's really, we're not reading this for the book. Let's just put that out yeah, there. Yeah, we're mostly doing it for the show. I just want to talk about why. <laughs> Our brand is limiting us. No. And, um, anyways, thanks guys for tuning in. And before we close out, I just want to announce our next book slash series. Drum roll, please. It is The Turn of the Screw by Henry James. It is a short novella ghost story. Um, So, yay, hello. But we're also going to be watching Netflix's The Haunting of Bly Manor. It has just come out. It is really good. Uh, I'm super excited. If you haven't seen The Haunting of Hill House, maybe watch that too. I don't know. But we will be discussing The Haunting of Bly Manor. Um, And as always, feel free to email us at pod.readwatchtalk at gmail.com with any questions or comments and concerns you have about the book slash show. And please rate and review our podcast in the comment section below because it will help people discover us and stuff like that, all that jazz. So um, yeah, and Karina? And as always, follow along with us at ReadWatchTalkPod on Instagram. Um, occasionally, maybe once every month, I post a meme. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know, you know the vibes. Just follow if you're hip. And if you're not, then email us. I will send yeah, my love on you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is so scary. Yeah. But yeah, so we're going to do a for Halloween. I'm excited. I'm excited mm-hmm. to be scared all the time. Yep, it's going to be good. You'll love it. Anyways, get ready. Get your tissues out. See you guys next time. Oh, bye. Oh, bye. Oh, oh, oh bye. <laughs> <laughs>